All right, he says, I thank, he says, therefore do not be ashamed, Second Timothy 1 8. Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord of me as prisoner, but share in suffering for the good news according to the power of God. He has saved us and called us with a what? A holy calling. Not because of our deeds, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given to us in Messiah Yeshua before time began, but now has been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Messiah Yeshua. Indeed, he nullified the power of death and brought life and immortality to light through the good news. Now, that's saying a mouthful. But he says first, he says, do not be ashamed of me, verse 8 of First Tim of Second Timothy 1. He says, therefore, do not be ashamed of me, of the testimony of our Lord, or of me, his prisoner, but share in the suffering for the good news according to the power of God. This lifestyle of being a Christian is one of suffering and pain. It's one of suffering, is one of pain, because you're struggling against three forces. You're struggling against the influence of the self-will. That's the flesh. You're struggling against the influences in the world, which is under the control of Satan. And then you're struggling against Satan himself. <laughs> So you're struggling against three forces that are acting, that are trying to act against your salvation. You see, there, there are things there, there you're either, we're either going in two directions. We're either going towards the Lord or towards Satan. One of the two. The Holy Spirit within us is always trying to lead us towards the Lord. He's always trying to tell us to be more Christ-like. That's the work of the Holy Ghost. The work of the Holy Spirit is to lead us the Bible says, into, into all truth. In fact, if you look at um, 1 Corinthians, uh, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians in chapter 3, 2 Corinthians in chapter 3, the Bible says, now the Lord is, the, verse seven, 17, 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 17, it says, now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit <coughs> of the Lord is, there is freedom. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So what is the, the Holy Spirit in us is always trying to make us like Yeshua. He's always trying to make us like Yeshua. He's always trying to make us holy, always trying to make us godly. But then you have another spirit at work. Ephesians chapter 1 talks about that. The prince of the power of the air, the spirit who is at work in the sons of disobedience. You have a, another force, Satan, who's trying to put in you an attitude of rebellion to make you rebel, to make you go against God, to make you do, not do what God wants you to do. You see, to make you go in the other way. His goal is to make you like the world. You see, to, to make you like him. And, 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 and to follow the patterns of this world. And you find that in Romans in chapter 12. He says in Romans, uh, Paul, Paul says in Romans in chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I urge you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice to, as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed <clears throat> by the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And so what is the devil trying to do? The devil is always trying to, the world is trying to get you to conform to its pattern. And its pattern is being influenced by Satan. 
the, 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 what the world wants you to do is to be able to do whatever you want to do. Do what thou wilt. You see, that's, that's, the, that's Satan. That's what Satan wants you to do, to do whatever you want to do, to do your will, which is going to lead to destruction in the end. What the Holy Spirit does is he says, do God's will. Imitate Yeshua. Do what the Lord wants you to do. Satan wants you to do what you want to do. So your flesh, your self-will wants to do what it wants to do. The world wants you to do what you want to do. The devil wants you to do what you want to do. All these forces are acting to get you to please yourself, to live according to your own pleasures, your own wants, your own desires, your own dreams, goals, plans, ambitions, and so on. That's what those three forces are trying to get you to do. The Holy Spirit, on the other hand, is saying, you must deny your will. You must deny what you want. You must deny your plans, your dreams, your goals, ambitions. Deny all that and, and do precisely what our Lord Yeshua wants you to do and be like him. Don't do what you want to do. Do what he wants you to do. Follow his example. Don't follow the world's example. And so this is why we suffer. We suffer specifically because we're telling the world no. We're telling the world no. Whenever you deny your flesh, that's precisely what you're doing. You're telling the world no. And that's suffering. He says in Titus chapter 2 and verse 11, he says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, training us to deny ungodliness, and worldly desires, and to live in a manner that is self-controlled and righteous and godly in this present age. And so that's what we're doing. That's where, we're, that's where our suffering comes from, because we are denying ourselves. We are denying ourselves. And uh, that's why he says, in, in, um, and that is associated with taking up the cross. If you look at John, uh, Luke 9, and verse 23, Luke chapter 9, and verse 23, the Lord says this in Luke chapter 9 and verse 23. He says, Then Yeshua was saying to everyone, If anyone wants to follow me, that's if you want to follow Yeshua, if you want to be a follower of his, if you want to do as he tells you to do, if you want to live your life for him, if you want to be with him, he says, If anyone wants to follow me, he must deny himself take up his cross every day and follow me. You see, this is what we're talking about. Our Christian life is, uh, is full of suffering and pain and joy and love and freedom. But, you got, but it begins with the cross. It begins with taking up our cross and dying to our self-will every day. And this is precisely, this is precisely, um, this is precisely what, um, what the, um, this is precisely what Paul was talking about in, uh, in, um, second Timothy one, where he says, don't be ashamed, but suffer hardship. We have to suffer. We have to go through trials and tribulations because <clears throat> that is what's required for us to get victory over our self-will, which leads us into sin. Self-will doing what we want to do always leads us into sin. And so what does God have to do? God has to put us through difficult circumstances, difficult people, difficult situations, difficulties on our job, financial difficulties, sometimes sickness, sometimes death, sometimes pain, sometimes misery. There's tough toughness all around us. And what does that do? That beats the self-will out of us, that breaks 
our self-will. You see, and when our self-will is broken, then we'll take up the cross gladly and follow him wherever he wants us to go. If there's still some self-will left, if there's still something that I want that's not what he wants, if I'm still doing what I want to do and not doing what he wants us to do, then there's only certain things, there's only so far I can go with the Lord. Because he's going to demand that I give up everything. So if I'm not willing to suffer, I'm not going to give up everything. There are only certain things that I'm willing to give up. I'll be willing to give up the easy things. But the hard things that have a, a strong hold on me, that's what a stronghold is, a strong hold. You see, I mean, it's, it is a fortress. It's built a fortress. It is. But if you just look at the word, you break it up. Stronghold is something that has a strong hold on you. That's what a fortress is. It's something that has a strong hold in a place. You see, and so if we if I don't if I don't if I don't take up the cross, I'm never gonna deal with those things. I'm never gonna deal with the issues of bitterness and unforgiveness, abuse, or trauma traumas, neglect, abandonment. Um, people who've been raped, people who've been molested, people who've witnessed murders, people who've been in, uh, you know, serious accidents or had serious issues, did dysfunctional families. I'll never acknowledge the truth of those things. <clears throat> um, watching pornography, um, going out to, you know, to the club and sexual immorality. I'll never address all that stuff. Love of money, love of fame, you know, whatever, pride, whatever. I'll never deal with it. If I'm not willing to take up the cross, the basic things, the simple things, the easy things that don't cost me anything that I don't have to suffer. Yeah, I'll do those things. But the, the things that require more, more pain, more suffering to get rid of, I won't do those things. And, and that's that's every sin requires a different level of suffering and fire to get rid of. Some sins require only a little tribulation, a little bit of suffering, and you can get rid of them. Other things require more pain and more suffering before they're gotten rid of. It's like purifying silver. You know, there's different levels of heat that's needed to melt away certain <coughs> impurities. Some impurities require more fire. Some require less. And God knows exactly what kind of heat you need to get rid of certain sins like homosexuality. Uh, so homosexuality requires some serious heat to get rid of in a person's heart. It does. They have to go through some severe trials and not only, and, and sometimes even that doesn't work. You know, that's why the Bible says that God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, I mean, completely, utterly, because that's the only way you can eliminate that. And, and with the way that it's spread throughout the whole world, it's no wonder why Second Peter 3 says, the Lord's gonna destroy the whole world with fire. Because homosexuality is spread all over the globe now. Uh, and saying homosexual unions, unions and marriages are spread all over the globe. So different levels of sin require different levels of fire to get rid of. But the bottom line is our heart has to be willing to say, Lord, I am willing and prepared to suffer. To get victory over this sin in my inner life. And so this is what he says in, in Luke 9.23 if, then Yeshua was saying to everyone, if anyone wants to follow me, you see, there it is. It's open invitation. If you want to, if you want to, you're not under obligation. If you want, to, if you want, if you want to follow me, you must deny yourself, take up his cross every day and follow me. You see, if you're trying to follow me, you've got to take up your cross, suffer and die 
every day to your own will every day and follow where I'm going. So meaning that it's not only you're getting rid of sins, but then you're going where I'm going. You're not going where you want to go. You're going where I'm going. You're following me. And that's the requirement. You're following me. You're, you're going where I'm going. It's no longer my plan, my dreams, whatever I'm, where I, wherever I think I should go. It's where the Lord is going now. His direction for my life. And then, verse 24, he says, For, for whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. You see, people who don't want to take up the cross and die to their own will are trying to save their life for themselves. But what does Yeshua tell you? If you try to do that, you're going to end up losing your life anyway. If the Lord tells you to go somewhere and you're like, Lord, it's dangerous there. Oh, my God, I'm, I'm scared. Don't, I don't want to go there because it could be violence. Well, you're going to end up dying right here in your own safety. You see, I mean, if, if you say, oh, Lord, I, I can't I can't give this money because, oh, I know you're telling me to give this money. But, Lord, I, I got this bill here. I can't pay. you're telling me to give, but I can't pay this bill if I if I if I give. OK, we're well, going to end up losing all your money. Because whoever tries to save his life will lose it. That means if the Lord tells you to do something <laughs> and you want to save your life and do the opposite, the thing that you are afraid of is what's going to happen to you. That's the same thing with with Jerusalem with um I think that's uh, Jeremiah with Jeremiah I think it's twenty three I believe it is no it's not twenty three but it's in Jeremiah the Bible says he's, he Jeremiah says I warned you in your prosperity to stop sinning I warned you in your prosperity you see it's like I gave you a warning I told you you sit up here thinking that you're prospering now you got money you got stability you got all this I'm telling you now while you're stable, that you need to stop sinning. And this prosperity that you're trusting in, that you're not obeying me, this, trust, this, this prosperity that you're putting your trust in, instead of doing what I'm telling you to do and stop sinning, you're going to lose all that because you're not listening to me. You're not following me. It's the same thing with us. Whatever thing we're putting our trust in, that's not the Lord. When the Lord tells us to do something, that very thing that we're holding on to, we're going to end up losing it all. <coughs> And so this is why we have to take up our cross daily and deny ourselves. Paul says we have to suffer. We have to suffer in order to stop sinning. And it's not anything that Yeshua didn't do himself. The Bible says, having been made in, he in Hebrews, in, in Hebrews, Paul says, I mean, uh, and that's, that's speculation that it's the Apostle Paul, but the Bible says that he learned, our Lord Yeshua learned obedience from the things that he suffered in order to become a great high priest for us. Let's look up that, let's find that verse. He learned obedience. Hebrews in chapter 5, verse 8 through 14, he says in verse 7, uh, Hebrews chapter five, verse seven. In the days of his life on earth, Yeshua offered up both prayers and pleas with loud crying and tears to the one able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence, his fear. Though he was a son, he learned obedience from what he suffered. How do I learn obedience from suffering? When you do wrong, you get spanked. When I do wrong, I suffer for it. 
And then it's not that Yeshua did anything wrong. He did not do anything wrong. But he but the point is, is that suffering is an instrument of obedience. Yeshua didn't do anything wrong, but he still suffered. He suffered because that is how we learn how to obey. You see, Yeshua did nothing wrong. He never did anything wrong. He was perfect, sinless, but he still learned obedience through suffering. And see, we, we're sinful. <laughs> we need suffering to obey. But that's the, but the point is, is that the mechanism, the tool, the instrument used for obedience is suffering. That's how we get there. That's how we get to, that's how we get to obedience is through suffering. And that's how Yeshua learned obedience. So the point, the, the point we're trying to get at here is that suffering is not an evil. It is a necessary, it is, it is necessary for our salvation. It is necessary for holiness that we go through difficulties. It is necessary because if not, we're not going to give up our sin. And we're not going to avoid sin if we don't suffer. And I'll close, I'll, we're going we're gonna to stop with 2 Peter in chapter 4 and verse 1. This is the last verse, 2 Peter chapter 4 and verse Uh, I mean, first, first Peter chapter four, verse one, first Peter four and one. Therefore, since Messiah suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same attitude for the one who has suffered in the flesh is finished with sin finished. So don't let anybody ever tell you you can't be perfect in this life. You can be. The Bible tells you plain here. You, if you suffer in the flesh, you're finished with sin. How much plainer can it get than that? You're finished with it. It's done. No more. If you suffer, you're done with sin. That's how, that's how it works. As a result, verse 2, he lives the rest of his time in the flesh, no longer for human desires, but for God's will. And that's what suffering does. I say no more to my human desires, no more to sexual lust, no more to greed, no more to pride, no more selfish ambition, no more hanging out with uh, ignorant and godless friends. No more hanging out with that, doing reckless stuff. No more going to ungodly places. No more, no more, no more of that. Doing what I want to do stuff. All that stuff is done with. When I suffer in the flesh, when the Lord puts me through his program of suffering and discipline and training and, and righteousness, when he puts me through that program, by the time I'm finished with that, I'm done with do, wanting to do what I want to do. And I want to live the rest of my life for what? For God's will. Verse five. And why? He says, for the time has passed. For the time passed since that has passed was sufficient for you to carry out the desire of the pagans. Meaning that you've done that already. It's enough. It's enough now. You, we've already done all that. We've done what the pagans did in our past life. And you're born again now. It's enough. You've seen what that stuff leads to. He says, living in indecency and lusts and drunken binges, orgies, wild parties and lawless idolatries, all this stuff. You did all that already. Now it's time to serve the Lord. Now that you gave your life to God, you got all that out of your system now. You see, you, you've done, you spent, in other words, you spent enough time doing that foolishness. Now that you're born again, it's time to do what God wants. And, you, and, the, and, and how we get that out of us, he says, we must suffer. He says, they are surprised that you don't run with them into the same ride of recklessness and they vilify you. 
You see, and that's the thing. People, when, when they look at you separating and you're suffering and getting getting that foolishness out of you and saying, I'm done with it. I'm finished doing what I want to do. I'm finished with the with the sexual morality, the parties and, and, and wild and orgies and lawlessness and just reckless foolishness. I'm, I'm, I'm finished with that. The people who still living like that are looking at you like, well, man, how, you, don't, you, you used to hang out with us. How come you don't hang out with us and do this stuff no more? It's like, man, I'm done with it. I'm born again. I'm finished. It's done. I'm done. I'm trying to live my life for the Lord. You see, and this is why you got these heathen and then they say that they're Christian, but they're really just heathen. You, you know, oh, I can, I can have both. I can go to the club and still be a Christian. I can still smoke and drink and still be a Christian. Look at me. I'm just like you. Well, if you're just like them, then you can't belong to Yeshua. If you acting just like the world, just like these heathen people who aren't saved doing whatever they want to do, you don't belong to Christ. You can't. There's a separation. So we're struggling against those three forces. We're struggling against the flesh. We're struggling against the world. We're struggling against the devil. And we're and, and helping us and giving us power over all these forces because you can't do it on your own. Absolutely no one can. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, we are getting victory over it day by day by day. Every single day, we're getting victory over some sin or another. And that's what the Lord God has called us to. Constant victory every single day. Purity, inner purity in our inner life. Holiness in the inner life. Christ-likeness in the inner life. That's what we're getting victory day by day by day by the power of the Holy Spirit. All we have to do is obey and submit. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Help us to humble ourselves and obey and submit to you. We want to follow you wherever you lead. Cleanse us from our sins, our iniquity, Lord. Wash us clean and have mercy on us and forgive us of all of our sins. We praise you, Lord, and we thank you for, all how, for how much you love us and how you want to give us the grace, the mind to, sin, to suffer, to get victory over sin, Father. Help us to have the same attitude that Yeshua had. Let's arm ourselves with the same attitude, Father, for he who suffers in the body is done with sin, Lord. We love you and praise you in Yeshua's name. Amen.